0: There's so much happening in this area that oftentimes we take for granted that this space actually deserves attention. Our womb space, our genitals often gets kind of skirted under the bus. This is the What is Sexy podcast. Here we are
1: exploring sexy in every possible way so that you can experience and embrace your own sexy as you define it. Join us with guest experts and friends from around the world as we discuss sexiness and the sexy self as a gateway to mind body spirit healing, intuitive intelligence, and self actualization that permeates every area of our lives. Today, I'm getting into a juicy conversation with Lucia Pavone, a pleasure instigator and permission grantor who is a somatic sex educator and a sacred Tao pelvic practitioner, and also an incredibly wonderful friend. And I cannot wait to hear what your takeaways will be from this conversation.
0: Welcome, Lucia. I'm so grateful to be here, Lisara this journey you know through the years in our friendship and our professional relationship as well has been so beautiful um i'm grateful this is an incredible podcast that you have going on thank you thank you thank you thank you and i adore so much
1: you lucia are the embodiment of pleasure mm. i think it's really easy to you know to feel pleasure and appreciate pleasure and embody it when things are going well, when you feel good, when, right. When it's just like, this is the perfect day. And it's quite another thing to continue and remain in that embodiment when shit has the fan. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful to have witnessed you in so many situations now where you know, life happens and where shit hits the fan. But that current of connection is not only still available, but you actively, you know, use it and speak it and embody it and Mm. move and live this way. And I admire so much
0: Mm.
1: how you show up behind closed doors as much as in front of the open ones and in the Mm -hmm. world so um i know you're traveling a lot doing a lot of workshops i'm so excited the world needs all of that all all of it (laughs) so thank you for being here let me ask you first of all because i'm looking at your bio and i'm like entheogenic womb strega
0: let's talk about this like let's start with um strega so strega is a italian word that technically means witch, but it's way more than a witch. It's actually like what you would consider the person that people come to, like the medicine woman of the community, um, whether through her energy or her energy or her herbal studies or um, years of knowledge and birthing, whatever that, that strega possesses is special Um mm-hmm womb. Everybody has a womb. Um, People. Well, let's break that down. Go ahead. Everybody has a womb. I know when we think about womb, <laughs> we generally think about like, you know, birthing womb. So, you know, we all have a womb space. So in our womb, my womb space, I have a uterus and ovaries. And um, maybe somebody with the penis might have an energetic kata, which is like an, a womb space where there's creative energies flowing within that space as well. So
1: break this down slowly. You said energetic Hara,
0: Hara. Like the Hara is a term for like um, a womb space, an energy womb space that people with penises maybe they don't know, maybe they don't have a uterus, like an actual physical womb, but they have a womb space. So everybody has womb space. There's a creative energy that flows. There is a sense of knowing. And there's also a connection to the divine feminine. Um, energies around that womb space and masculine energies. And then entheogenic is uh, something that um, a substance, generally plant uh, or uh, animal medicine uh, or substance that supports the altering of consciousness in the mind in order to um, open you into a different state of awareness around your mind, heart, body, and spirit. And so. Entheogenic womb strega is my way of saying I support people with, um, using psychedelics to support their healing of trauma around sexuality, ancestors, anything that has to do with the womb space. So that's just my fancy way. Sometimes I say I'm a mushroom strega, um, and uh, because I work with uh, mushroom psilocybin mushrooms in particular as my entheogen, and I want to just shout out uh, to my friend and colleague uh, Michaela DeLamico. Um, she is the person who coined uh, Mushroom, and so um, I use that with uh, you know reverence um, to be able to say it and apply it as some as part of you know what my journey is. i
1: love this Mm -hmm. this is beautiful um i'm already like just imagining people just like what (laughs) it's just like mind-blown emoji mind-blown emoji Mm -hmm. mind-blown emoji Mm -hmm. um (laughs) between uh men having wombs and (laughs) just everything you shared i'm i'm excited to to, um to know how this is landing so if you still have question marks after you've heard this let us know in the comments let us know yeah, Lucia, we'll tag Lucia so that she can also respond too. Absolutely. Um, this is exciting though. Thank you for breaking down all the things. Um, yeah. I might need us to break down a little bit more about all of all the people having a womb space because I think that was probably um mm-hmm. left field. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so um actually, yeah, before we go to orgasmic uh-huh. energy, let's let's talk about this womb like. Let's go a little bit deeper. Sure, um, sure. Because I'm sure there are people who could hear this and go, like, uh, is she talking about trans? Is like, is this a non-binary thing? What about me who had my uterus removed? Like, mm-hmm. let let's go a little bit deeper into this concept of womb space. What is it, and then why does it matter?
0: Well, the womb space. Um, all right, so it can kind of be looked at like for everybody as a place where there's a lot of energy stored, right? So at first, like we think about, you know, female reproductive organs, um, but those people who identify as men actually refer to this space as hada. It's like an energetic space. Um, so womb healing is actually gender inclusive and that's the beautiful part of it. Um, that it's not limited to just having a uterus because there is, um, and it, it, this is ancient. You can actually look up Hada, H-A-R-A, and you can put womb space, Hada men. Um, and, you know, why do you need womb healing? This is a place where your trauma is stored. This is a place where like the the wisdom is stored. This is a place where um generational curses are stored. <laughs> this is a place where your ancestors direct connection to you is stored. This is a place where um you know even your brain cells are stored in it physically in your gut so it's near your hara near your womb space. So there's so much happening in this area that Oftentimes, we take for granted that this space actually deserves attention, and because uh, you know, as you know this, there's like colonized viewpoints, puritanical colonized ways around our bodies that um, our womb space, our genitals, often gets kind of skirted under the bus. Like, and we go into this like, oh, we got to heal through our cognitive minds, like through the mind. Right. And so um, the mind is, you know, filled with our own thoughts and uh, experiences, but the actual imprint is in oftentimes in our genitals and our womb space. And so, how do you actually get to that place of reconnecting when you've actually gone through trauma? And um, once you get there, what do you do? Do you just think about it? Um, no, there's like another level of awareness here where, um, you have access now to, you know, the sense of touch. And so that's, that's my role as a somatic sex educator and pelvic practitioner, sexological body worker is, is touch. And so one of the things that I have been very much on a, you know, purpose driven path with is the decolonization of not just the body, but in particular touch, Mm -hmm. Um, What we feel about touch, how we receive it, and taking away the pieces of like the shame around it, um, the rules of society of like not touching. And then you add a layer of like using psychedelics like psilocybin and people start to question, um, can I, can a person give their consent, right, to being touched when they are being supported by Um, psychedelics which is altering your mind so there's so many taboos in one and I went from just being like the taboo sex person now to being like the taboo like you know (laughs) mushroom lady with (laughs) with sex person (laughs) and touch (laughs) so bring it on (laughs) I love it I love it
1: Um, I appreciate you bringing forward touch as a means of
0: of healing in this area. And why limit ourselves to like one of our senses? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. why why just sound or why just touch or why just smell or sight? They all, you know, there is such a complex way to, um, our sexual wholeness, you know, works in all ways. And so we don't have to limit ourselves. I mean, I definitely use sound within my sessions in different ways. I've had sessions with people where I've had somebody channeling like the divine feminine um as i was touching (laughs) genitals i mean really beautiful experiences i think that there's room for all of this and if you go to the ancient temples you will see this incorporation of psychedelic usage um and theogens with you know movement touch, sound, um, smell, taste, all of it was incorporated into, you know, keeping us in our state of wholeness. And so we've kind of lost these traditions. um, And we, you know, we've been told like, well, ancient Egypt, you know, is this. And this wasn't really that. Uh, that's not really a mushroom carved into the temple of um, you know, Isis or Aset. That's that that's just a flower. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> mushroom. <laughs> that's a mushroom. And that they are having um sexual experiences. Okay. Um let let's just let's just make it clear here that what I do, even though it sounds very new and new agey in some ways, I feel like is one of the most ancient ways of relating to other beings for um you know for our expansion of our consciousness and our connection to the divine. So At this day and age, um, because I focus on people's sexual wholeness and their well-being, um, this is my avenue. This is my purpose. And it doesn't, it's not for everybody. And I recognize that. Um, But yeah, there's a place here where touch, touch is a place where you're having actual um, opportunity for electromagnetic currents to like be supporting you in your healing. And some people are like, Oh, well, you can do that just with like out touching. Absolutely. You can, there's energy field and you can do it without touching, but I know that you can't um, you know, you know, feel like little balls of fascia balled up with, you know, touchless uh, energy. I know that you um, can't go ahead and pull out um, you know, uh, work with muscles and and entangled webs inside a, of a vagina or on the you know on a penis without touching those places. Um, you can breathe and you can do self you know pleasuring and stuff like that, but it doesn't necessarily support the person. And um, if we can start to look at this as a viable option in our healing process. Mm-hmm. As a way, um, not an alternative necessarily to cognitive therapy, but a true blessing at, to the to the total healing of of the vessel. Then mm. you know I'm offering a different way, and this is, by the way, this is actually legal in 49 states. You know, somatic sex education, sexological body work, um, is is legal, and so um, there's one of these you know, gray places like, well, is that sex work? Is that, you know, what is mm-hmm. that? What does that mm-hmm. do? And so we have to actually start to acknowledge that um, being a sacred intimate, and um, it takes a lot of training to actually do what I do. I don't just go, let me touch your genitals. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> like hours and hours and years, actually.
1: Yeah, I um, want to go back. I love um, that you brought in the ancient nature of this and also in the context of you know the word holistic is such a commonly almost Mm -hmm. a buzzword um Mm -hmm. in terms of its usage today but the truth is that right in these ancient times there were great understandings that healing didn't exist without the holistic approach without addressing the whole being right and um you know, sound is one of the most ancient forms of healing.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: these, these practices that um, you so beautifully said, it's not just this one avenue or this other avenue. It's all of it, right? Because all of us, the physicality, the mind, the emotions, the body, the spirit, all of this, all of us deserves attention and love. And yes. I'm, I can imagine someone listening right now and being like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need and I had no idea, right? This episode is brought to you by Sexy Sound Healing, the audio streaming platform revolutionizing the sound healing experience. This multi-genre music is engineered with scientifically proven healing frequencies that support everything from optimized brain function and trauma release to intuitive development and spiritual liberation, and yes, sensual pleasure, so that you can energize your body, activate your voice, and embody your power. Visit sexysoundhealing.com today to get your free trial. So mm-hmm. I really want to speak to or affirm, you know, the the fact that this has existed for millennia, yes. and and that it's not new.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool, right? right. Let's go. It's not like you could go back to many cultures who would um, you know, when we talk about the oracles and the sibyls, they was also the jore, which were the sacred um intimates where we get the word whore from, right? But they actually would welcome back the men from war. And before they went to their families, they would um they would work with them, they would through touch and and um through sexuality right as a way to bring them back into their wholeness from their wounds from like fighting these battles and so there's lots of documentation where um you know being in this place of um connection with you know somebody who is in that wounded space of tra- of trauma you know what we would call PTSD now um, you know, was treated in a way that allowed for, um, you know, families to not be overwhelmed with somebody who's coming back from this traumatic experience. And could you imagine if when we have traumatic experiences that we were immediately supported and held in a way where our body was taught that actually let's not get this imprint, let's, let's support this from being the imprint that you have. And instead support a different way of understanding the energy that you've just experienced.
1: Mm, so beautifully said. Yeah. And when you, when you say it that way, it's like, that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. As yeah. opposed to the types of uh, ways or language that people use today to describe um you know we know the ways that people use
0: <laughs> to the- we do we do and then um and then you know the piece with you know um you know i work specifically with mushrooms and so we call them magic mushrooms or psilocybin and why i chose this pathway with um this pati- particular entheogen was my own personal journey you know i have been a uh, in connection with the mushrooms since I was 23 and I'm 50 now. So it's 27 years of having reliable data that, um, I've used, you know, mushrooms at different times in my life to support, to have fun, right? Here are some mushrooms. Let's get, you know, let's go on a trip. But I've also um, used it specifically in different ways to do my own healing. So, you know, there's been times where, um, I've experienced, you know, my own trauma around sexual abuse and ancestral trauma, where I've chosen to use self-touch and, and psilocybin as my way to support the realigning of my wholeness. Mm -hmm. And so this is, this is what I like to, I prefer to refer to this as like, a, a realigning, a reconnection of our of our of our wholeness. And in this case, my sexual wholeness rather than a healing, right? Like we talk a lot about healing, healing, healing. What does that really mean? Yeah. And to me, it really means a um a remembering, a realigning of um all the things that you vision as whole. And so these particular pieces, sexual energy and psilocybin, they are like they produce similar effects. And so when I started to learn that this was like not just a fluke, that like my sexual energy, all my years of understanding um, heightened states of awareness in my sexual um, journey of extended orgasm really brought me to that place of understanding that, you know, it's similar to psilocybin being in this hypnagogic state, this like um, state of healing that takes you into these levels of theta healing. And so, and when I did research with that um, back in 2017 with the late Dr. Juan Acosta Rukiri, you know, he was the one who said, wow, like, this is, this is amazing. Like, this is like so groundbreaking what we're doing here. Um, and unfortunately he passed away with all of our data, but not all of it. I have some of the data and where we, he, you know, got to actually say that there's a, there's a correlation here between um, sexual energy and psychedelics. Mm, amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing. I want to hear more, you share more about the orgasmic energy. And before we hit the live button, mm-hmm. uh, you talked about the difference of your lived experience versus how you would guide someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious for someone who's listening right now and going, okay. I'm hearing a lot of stuff, womb, I, I, I got a womb. I didn't know I had a womb. <laughs> and, sure. and, or I didn't know I had a womb, but I didn't know that I should use the mushroom to get the womb or, <laughs> right? Yes, all um, of that. Let's talk about this orgasmic energy and how someone who, no matter where they are in their experiences with mm-hmm. whether it's sex or not, mm-hmm. even outside of sex, right? how might you help them to understand their orgasmic energy Mm -hmm. and um, and experience it in different areas of their life?
0: Mm, That's a great question. Um, Well, so I do want to break it down into like people with ovaries and people with testicles, because I think that that, um, or maybe you have both, Um, but there is a little bit of difference um, in the energy. So people with ovaries actually, um, and this is based on like a lot of different, you know, research that, you know, there's a natural energy, uh, orgasmic energy that emanates. This is your life force energy. This is your creative energy. Um, and this is, um, used not only for what, um, for the traditional, like get pregnant, have a child, but this energy is used for healing your body, for magnetizing your body. And people are like, well, how do you magnetize your body with your sexual energy? Do you just go out and have a lot of sex? It's like, (laughs) it's not, not, that's one way. Um, That's a whole nother, you know, conversation with um, sexual and sensual alchemy that I love to teach. But, um, you know, this is really about using your breath Um, learning actually how to engage this energy and sometimes you know trauma all and um, ancestral imprints will have us disengage from this energy because our body's trying to keep us safe you know so the first step is really understanding how to re-engage and realign this energy into the other parts of your body and the best way that i have found is through focus um, mindful practices around breath work. So if we can't engage our energy through touch or through sound um, that maybe we start with breath. So learning how to breathe. And so mindful mindful breath practices um, like Qigong is really beautiful uh, breath practice. Um, Ovarian breathing, which is a Taoist practice is really beautiful Um, also learning how to cultivate that energy, you know, after you haven't been connected with it can take time. So, you know, the first step is really giving yourself a break and just letting yourself know that, um, you know, your body's okay. And this is where touch can come into play. If you feel comfortable enough, like my favorite way to connect is to, you know, rub my hands together, feel the energy and put one hand on my heart. And then one hand, down either directly on my genitals or right on my womb space, like right above the genitals and just hold that energy there and see if I can actually feel the heat in my hand and connect. And then um, the places that I like to go are slow breathing. So in through the nostrils and then out through the nostrils and to connect to the higher spaces to take the tongue and put it on the roof of your mouth and just to move the energy so that is like a you know daoist breath we put the our tongues on the top of our roof of our mouth to you know let the energy go up into the crown so those are some of the very basic ways um that you know we can get started and for people you know with testicles their energy almost like it's like um uh you have to have like the opposite energies, right? In order for things to come together and play with each other. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is, but this energy is reflected um, in, you know, back and forth. And so um, there's not an innate innate um, fostering of that energy with people with testicles, but there is a response to it. And mm-hmm. so um, this is an energy that can be felt. And then people with ovaries actually respond to the energy as well. That's why we sync our cycles if we're bleeding. Um, that's why we, we understand these communication bridges when we are talking. Um, there's just a, a fundamental difference in in that energy. And so we're not going to talk like man-woman dynamic, um, but more energetically. So how how things work. And so um, for people with, with, you know, penises and testicles, if they're having a difficult time connecting into that energy, it can be really beautiful to actually um, sit with people with ovaries and do things like eye gazing Um, like tantric practices are really beautiful for engaging Mm -hmm. that energy um, breath work as well. uh, Understanding how to move that energy. um, And of course sound, Um, you know, we're 75% water. So anytime we're vibrating and we are using like different frequencies or so frequencies or um, you know somebody channeling angelic frequencies that can actually be a really beautiful way to kind of break up like almost like um, you know if there's a, a little chisel um, plaque on your teeth or something like that like to chisel 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 that like um, stagnation away yeah. and like start the, the flowing of energy going so and better yet you know, if you're, when you're at a place to include like having experiences around taste and, um, you know, just even spending the day, like looking at things that feel really lovely to you. Mm. Um, you know, I love essential oils too. So, you know, when I was in Egypt, I stocked up on like, um, uh, blue Lotus and frankincense, anything that actually it, it supports the pineal gland to open up so that you can get more clarity in there. hmm
1: Oh, I love, I love how you've woven in the, the multiple senses too, because mm-hmm. as we mentioned, some channels may be open and available for folks and some right. might be overwhelming. In fact, as yeah. you just said that, I was reminded of this time I was solo traveling in France, my Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe it was, I want to say I was in Nantes. Mm-hmm. And in this place, there was... I remember walking around and I actually, and I was out for a few hours. I actually took myself literally was like, I'm going back to the place where I'm staying because I was so overwhelmed by the beauty, the physical beauty. I didn't even have the word for it at that point. (laughs) This was so long ago. I was like, I kind of felt knocked out. I felt tired, but I knew that I had seen too much. Like I was actually starting to try to close my eyes on and off as I was walking back because I was,
0: it was too much. It was actual. sensory overload, basically.
1: Exactly. Yes. Sensory overload. And so yeah.
0: I to normalize this for right. For anyone, right? It's like, yeah, we talk about
1: accessible. <laughs>
0: like right, right. We talk it. about neurodivergence, right? Like different senses. And I also, I right. So, if, yes. yeah, if you're neurodivergent, where our senses uh, can be ultra sensitive. Um, or lack of <laughs> right. you know in, in all spectrums of that, and so understanding your body is crucial in order to do the you know relearning of your joy and pleasure and using the sexual energy um, if you don't if you're over in overload your your brain is like the center, right, so you can actually use tools to to bypass. Um, and support the calming down of, I call these portals. In, in somatic sex education, we call them portals, like avenues and ways to actually get to our autonomic nervous system. So instead of our an autonomic nervous system, like you know, immediately reacting and responding when you're triggered by something, learning what that learning what that sensation feels like, and then using these different tools. Um, basic tools called portals it's a you know just a little uh avenue that we we use like um that stand for uh, p is for pelvic uh so squeezing our pelvis like to learn how to like calm our pelvis down you know instead of clenching learning how to react or you know uh, relax our pelvis um opening and closing our eyes making saliva um looking around and finding objects to like or sound to bring us back into the space to keep our body space wiggling our fingers and toes and so there's so there's different like tools that we can use that support our body functions into coming into calmness but um But then again, we have to look at like some people are already predispositioned genetically to feeling anxious and feeling like bodies that are not, you know, they've come into this world already feeling like their bodies aren't safe. Mm -hmm. And so their bodies are like already doing things to like keep them safe. It's not normal to like constantly be anxious and on guard. <laughs> that's not, that's not our natural state of being. The natural state of being is actually relaxed and um, joyful and, and in pleasure. That is our natural state of being. So oh my
1: God, speak on it. Cause look, society, mainstream society will have us believe that the norm is to be vigilant, hypervigilant all the time. Because yes. A lot of people are but remembering yes. the nature i appreciate that you just said remembering
0: that, right? that and also understanding like um the the journey right any any culture that has gone through traumatic experiences that have been imprinted through in passed on through epigenetics may potentially have a body that is already pre- predispositioned to be hypervigilant and so this is something that is really important to recognize um even like when i'm working with you know clients i recognize certain things that I have to do even just you know being in this body to be around bodies that might be hyper-vigilant um because of who I am. So mm. there's there's so many different things and pieces around here. And this is why I love mushrooms and this is why I love touch and, and combining them because mushrooms offers the opportunity for our bodies to actually like relax and it is sexy. It is sexy. And what, what I you know, the question is like, what is sexy podcast, right? <laughs> so you're gonna ask me that. Like, why is this sexy? Why is yeah. this sexy? <laughs> did I did I jump the gun? No, no, you were perfect.
1: That was literally next words out of my mouth. What does sexy mean to you? Okay. Um
0: sexy um means um awareness around. You know, the joy in my body and that I get to actually be in complete surrender to creating this joy and pleasure in my body and also receiving it with a full hearted, um, you know, yes or no. um, And having voice and choice over those responses, that I actually get to have agency over, you know, all of this juicy yumminess.
1: Mm-hmm. And juicy yummy, you are. <laughs> Thank you. If you can't see Lucia right now because you're listening, <laughs> just know <laughs> it's also visually yummy and juicy. Okay, Lou, and what is it that has you feel most sexy?
0: Mm. Hmm. Hmm. I think the times I feel most sexy when are when my body feels like I've found safety enough to be vulnerable mm. with my myself and with others. That's so sexy. There's something oozing in sexiness when, when there's tears, like running down my face (laughs) and I'm telling a lover, like the deepest, most intimate parts of myself, there's something that, um, comes alive in my body. Like my, there's like a freeing of the spaces that were, were like held at bay. And suddenly it's like the beautiful golden you know light can shine around myself or with others like when that happens and somebody's able to completely surrender the part of themselves that's struggling with with their vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I think that's sexy when you know and I don't give two shits about what other people fucking think about me and I can be vulnerable in my rawness and leave it at that and not take anybody else's reaction personally like to let them think what they want to think because i know who i am and that to me is sexy as fuck
1: mm-hmm. ditto ditto i really i love i i don't think it's the exact phrase but this concept of the liberation of vulnerability mm-hmm. when you feel free to be vulnerable there there's there's you're unstoppable. There's literally nothing, right? (laughs) When you don't have to hide anything, when you don't have to feel unsafe. I
0: so love what you share. Right. Um. The, yeah. Because there's people don't, you know, they're going to try to dig up all your shit and might as well put it right there. It's actually right here underneath your nose. So you can put it, you know, take a snoop full of the shit or you can just like let the fucking shit go. Let people know, you know, yeah, I did this and this happened. And this is how I felt about that. And man, I've, I've grown since I was like 19 years old, you know, when I cheated on my first love or I've grown since, you know, whatever the hell it is. Oh, the other one is, uh, since I don't have um, partner privilege anymore, I was married for 23 years. Um, suddenly, I'm like, uh, I, I see we're being single, a single woman in the sexuality industry um, suddenly becomes more threatening to society
1: uh, <laughs> as well. That's so interesting. I, I'm t- assuming, I'm not sure if, if you have intel on this, I'm assuming that goes
0: both ways in terms of the sexes. Like I imagine. Oh yes. Oh yeah. This is not just, just um, like a single version. Oh yeah. This is no, no, no. Yeah. I'm I'm, so I'm specifically speaking to about me. I think a single human being and yeah. they're talking in, um, around anything that has to do with sexuality.
1: Mm.
0: And they're also, um, judged about credibility. Like if you are talking about relationships, like you're not in a relationship. So what's, are you credible? Um, that's another one. I'm like, mm, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I've had a lot of relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of credibility. <laughs> yes. I am. Totally.
1: I appreciate you sharing these. Cause I imagine as someone's listening, they're like, you know, checking themselves. How do they actually feel about that? Um, right. I was someone at one point, uh, who who actually, specifically to relationship was like, oh, they're not in a relationship. Like, why well, I will listen to them. Um, <laughs> and so much of my understanding and learning around nature and the nature of the universe is mm-hmm. that, oh, and this is also something that's so deeply Uh, I think ingrained in how we're taught to think as a mainstream culture society, this idea of quote-unquote successful relationship means that it lasted, Mm -hmm. right? Like that Mm -hmm. is such a fallacy. Like all the ways people shut themselves (laughs) down just to say that the damn thing, quote, lasted. Right. Yeah, 50 years of not having sex. (laughs) Yeah, I I was thinking like, imagine like that being an analogy of sex, like, right. You're just like, I'm trying to last, I'm trying to last. I'm not even, I'm making myself numb so that I can last.
0: You know, hey, like, listen, I, I will be vulnerable. Like, I absolutely numbed myself out with alcohol. I numbed myself out with, like, hiding myself in my room. I numbed myself. I mean, I would sit in the car for an hour sometimes before I entered the house. I know there's a lot of moms out there that are like, do I got to go into the house? <laughs> because I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I don't know if I can hear Henley, honey, mom, honey. I was like, I would hide in my car, like sad and crying, numb to this idea that like, I still had to like, feed my family, teach my child, um, run another business, support my partner in their business. And like, um, I completely numbed my own own desires out. In a successful marriage, like a marriage that people were like, oh my God, you guys are everything to us.
1: Mm. People
0: see what they want to see. And my job was to kind of protect and feel numb to all the other things. And I was so... Uh, there were times I was so like embarrassed and I couldn't get vulnerable with my friends because I wanted to continue looking like this is the, you know, this great marriage, which it was like yep. the love of my life marriage. Right. Yep. But um, things that I couldn't say um to myself and so, or to other people. And so I, um you know, I had to like go through like relearning how to, um to be in relationship with people. Right. Like It's like, oh, gosh, I I, definitely the lioness yelling would come out, um, you know, in partnership, all those, all those things. Right. All those things. So once again, mushrooms. (laughs) 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 But as sexy is being able to actually say I could use some support. In um, healing my body on a new level of awareness, and that's oh. the gift that it's given me is that my journey has supported other people um to feel deeper. Mm -hmm. And to to release and remember their own alignment in their sexual wholeness and their spiritual. Because a sexual wholeness, I have to say, because it's not just about your sexuality. Um, Well, not for me at least, but it's our, you know, mind, heart, body and our spirituality. So this journey for me has been one of immense uh, connection to the divine. And so, you know, I talk a lot about orgasm and body parts, but my deepest passion really is, you know, when I get to share about like divine energy and how that is so crucial to our wholeness. And that has always been, um, something, another piece where it's been vulnerable to talk about spirituality when it's been such a personal journey for the past 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I have really, you know, been, um, processing and acknowledging my spirituality.
1: I want to appreciate how much you've embodied the thing you were saying. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your demonstration of being it. Mm -hmm. I would also be remiss to not say that you are the person who connected me to my ancestors and literally helped me open that channel. Mm -hmm. Um, I was afraid (laughs) to go there. Mm -hmm. Um, But the short story is that you were giving me a tarot reading a number of years ago and it came up right in the middle of the reading. You said someone's in the room and I felt it, right? We felt this energy, this presence. And you were just like, someone's here. Who is it? And I was like, uh, that's my, my great grandmother. And I was like, I was like, I don't even know. I don't know her name. <laughs> like, you know, I was so disconnected at that point mm-hmm. from my ancestors specifically. And it, you know, it was after you left where I finally got up the courage to be like okay I'm gonna connect you know and, and uh, see and what this is right yeah I'm gonna remember well right said. yeah and now of course this is a huge part of the work um, or the offerings that I bring through Sexy Self-Actualized and Sexy Sound Healing <laughs> and so yes thank you <laughs> you know thank you for
0: thank yourself for bringing that Thank yourself, really. I, I mean, I'm uh,
1: thankful for me too, but you are also... A- I received 40. that. All right, so I will receive that. Receive. Okay. I will receive that. Okay, I want to ask you to say it sexy now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You ready? Okay. Okay. Oh, say it sexy. Okay. So you have a lot of titles. Choose your favorite and say it sexy. Oh, goodness.
0: Hmm. Entheogenic Mushroom Strega
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could see how she grabs her hair first (laughs) Her eyes And locked in when she was ready to speak so good i always notice the the sexiness coming with some spaciousness mm. and some sensory I, lo- I love it i love seeing how people <laughs> move before they say something it's <laughs> so good so tell us the next place you are visiting on your
0: work travels mm. i'm gonna be heading to the d pretty soon I love that
1: you didn't say the place (laughs) you just said the D I did whichever D that you interpret is the D she's going to Mm -hmm. okay so now for the um what Um, what What is the sound of 10 grams of mushrooms hitting
0: your body hitting my body oh this is good because there is a sound and it's like (laughs) Um, do it i can only do it on mushrooms there is a guttural clicking that engages that i like i will actually go into this like guttural like i can't do it unless i'm on mushrooms on mushrooms and there's also if you ever that's that buzzing is like the spaceship being turned on mm. it's like the spaceship gets powered up and so it's like this it's like if you think of that the jet the G- D- G- D- G- pillar like activating that's what it is. it's like <laughs> <laughs> your whole body is like buzzing and then my my body goes into like a, a guttural response well
1: i love it when when i was listening to you i was like I imagine people who give like blowjob classes or who have taken a blowjob class have learned to go like mm, and then go. go, go.
0: <laughs> Listen. In my mind, I was like, I think this sounds like. I mean, the I'm sacred like, and like, sensual like... art of sucking. D the, the 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 master class I just taught like three months ago. Oh, oh maybe I got a lot of like um, flack about. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so my husband
1: saw it mm-hmm. and he was like. He's like, love, are you gonna teach a
0: class? <laughs> like,
1: no, babe, that's that's not my purpose. <laughs> we have other people, we have everyone's in their lane, you know? <laughs> right. Let's get one more. Okay. If we may. Okay. What is the sound of your ancestors right now? Mm.
0: It's so funny because I literally hear in my head is um, the Piccata Tarantata, which is this like, oh god, I feel like I should go get my drum and play it for you. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a rattly serpent. So it's like, oh. <laughs> so it's um and but there's always body with it.
1: Oh, I love this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lucia Pavone, so much for joining us, for embodying the sexy, as you've named it, and then sharing and all the work you've done and all the work I've experienced as a result of your presence in my life. Thank you you for being with us. Ciao. Ciao. (laughs) Ciao. 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 Ciao, Bella. So glad you joined us for today's episode. I want to hear from you. What were your takeaways? Do you have questions, aha moments, perhaps a favorite quote or sound? Let us know in the comments below, or you can visit us on our social media sites, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Now, if you're not already, Make sure you hit the follow button if you're listening on Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit that plus button. And if you can potentially see me right now talking to you on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel so that you are updated every time we release a new episode. And also when I go live with Q&As. I cannot wait to connect with you. Talk to you soon.